Hello. Hello. Take two. Take two. Did we figure it out? I don't know. We got a new we got a new setup going on, and we're sort of experimenting on this. And you like to have it be perfect, which is good. But when you don't know what perfect is and you keep tinkering, that's just shooting in the dark. Here we are. We have headphones. We have a new setup. And we've invested and, and are taking the podcast to the next level, um, which is exciting. Where did this come from? Like, why did we... So, uh, so we have a roadcaster sort of... That means nothing. Computer. It looks, like, it looks like the person on, in Star Wars that controls, like, the laser that destroys planets. Mm-hmm. Kind of like one of those things. And then we have headphones, like we're commenting mm-hmm. at the NFL. What's the NFL? Yeah, this came about because so I've I've returned to listening to podcasts more regularly. I made a little shift. I stopped posting to my personal Instagram page, mm-hmm. which has been great. And I've been so I took away something that I think was not healthy, and I have added something that I think is healthy, and that's selective podcast so we've been listening both of us to rich roll quite a bit yeah and i think for me it was like a reminder of how valuable those like like a podcast can be i mean and some are informative and there's different reasons to listen to different podcasts but in our sphere of like self-help self-discovery um sharing with people you know our own struggles, like sharing in that human experience. Mm-hmm. It just was such a reminder of like how powerful that is and how much it made an impact on my day, my week. So for me, I, I do feel like people have that experience listening to our podcast. Mm-hmm. And we had sort of wondered like, does it matter? Is this helping anybody? Is this just a waste of everybody's time? But I think what we realize is like, no, it's not. And if that answer is that it's valuable, then let's really make it valuable. And how can we add more value? Well, we can have guests that expand on the experiences we're talking about, that expand on the topics. And so that, to me, was like a natural next step. Because we can only do so much. But facilitating some conversations, people that have had their own experiences with between the ears and mindset, physical, mental, emotional health, I think that seemed like a great we have so many great people that have had such um, powerful experiences that it seemed like a natural progression to start having them part of this yes that's your well you asked why i i know yeah yeah yeah. and that's good because that's like but i would say generally that's much more external based like from as it relates to the podcast yeah, I mean, I see the podcast as a vehicle for the business of Between the Ears and, and help, like, our mission of helping people, providing value, I see it in that way. of Like, let's build this arm. Let's not just have it be sort of, like, like, let's let's really solidify it. Well, let's, let's yeah. My, my approach to the podcast and needing to approach it is much more from the internal piece. Mm -hmm. So I needed to 
I needed to really be honest about how I was showing up to the podcast, why I was doing it, and frankly, what the past, we'll say like year and a half or so of it Mm -hmm. stirred up within me. And there's, you know, the perfection, there's the self-deprecation of no one's listening, it doesn't matter. A lot of that stems to measuring it and... You mean like how many how listeners, many listeners do we have? Yeah, mm-hmm. all of all of that kind of stuff. And but the thing is, is that it's a self fulfilling prophecy when you don't try. Mm-hmm. And so, really, I was hiding behind. Uh, we just plug in the thing and press record, and that's it. And it was mm-hmm. kind of that. You know what it was like? It was like that kid in school who doesn't try mm-hmm. because then when they like. Because if they succeed. try and they fail, right? Because there's exposure, then they feel bad, yeah. And so, I think wanting, I think investing goodness into the podcast, seeking wholesome goodness, service, sharing, mm-hmm. putting a voice to our pursuits, involving others, like having that be a wholesome pursuit. The Ritual Podcast has certainly helped provide inspiration yeah. for that as well, and. While the past, I don't know, a bunch of the episodes echo the sentiments of between the ears mm-hmm. um, and some of the things we share about, it's like, yeah, these voices, you know, they need to be, they need, they need to be set. They yeah. need to be heard. And, you know, I think providing that in our own right is, mm-hmm. is the return to the authenticity and the intent of the podcast. And so, yeah. So here we are. So here we are. So this is... Um, I would like to make it also, if your people are still listening, six minutes in, hopefully so, but... <laughs> you always say that, like... Ah, it's sort of a joke. But seriously, it, like, um, we're figuring out the new uh-huh. gear situation, so if it doesn't, if it sound, if there's volume issues, mm-hmm. or if you're like, hey, you know, it's too low, it's too high, like, some technical yeah, feedback... Sure. Let us know. Let us know, because honestly we don't yeah. listen to our own podcast so yeah so that is our first guest we're not going to reveal yeah, any so details we but we yeah. do have a guest and yeah. so that first episode with a guest will be the next one after this so that's exciting yeah um but today we thought it would be a good sort of yeah relaunching the explaining kind of where we're going with the podcast but also it's a year ago really this week, that we were going into the whole lockdown, shutdown, at least in this area. And now a year later, almost to the date, there is a feeling of coming out of it. So there's people getting vaccines, there's loosening of some things, uh, some of the restrictions. Um, and those are all great. That's a positive for sure. We want to acknowledge that. But as it relates to mental health um, I think we wanted to just address, you know, the awareness of there being a tail on this thing. It's not just you lock the box up, good, done, bury it, moving on. It's really not going to be that simple. And not to be a Debbie Downer or be on negative, just I think the awareness piece is just really important for people. Yeah, I, I think it's, so all things we always talk about really boil down to physical, mental, and emotional fitness and or health. And in looking at the where we are and where we're going, 
I think we could probably agree that the physical piece of that vaccines, death rate, case count, mm-hmm. whatever, and I'm not we're not going to get into like yeah. the, the, the 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 those types of metrics are going in the right direction. Mm-hmm. Things are returning, whatever. Yeah. That's only one leg of the tripod. The mental and the emotional part of the past year plus. We're not like that's not the thing. We're it's like it's like a wave that has not had a crest yet. There's Arguably, it's not really. Would you even say it's really just beginning? Because there's been this focus yes. on the external focus yeah. on. We've had yeah. something to focus on, and point the finger at. And now, when in the absence of that, it's going to be like, well, why are why don't I not feel good? I'm I'm well, back to normal. Well, I think some of it is, you know, at the beginning. So one year ago. It was, I'm going to limit my exposure to other humans so that I don't contract this alien virus virus that's killing everybody. Now it's like, hey, it's safe outside, generally speaking. It's more safe. We have vaccines. You can't get vaccinated. There's this, there's that. Come on back to life. And now it's, I'm going to limit my exposure to this way of living that six months ago, everybody was wanting to return to normal. And the mental and emotional blockage mm-hmm. that's preventing people from physically engaging in life. That's what we're starting to see. People saying, I don't want to go back to work. I don't want to go back to the office. I don't want to go back to the road. Whether that be for convenience of life in a good way, like a good way, like, hey, I get to spend more time mm-hmm. with my family. Yeah, why would you? Or dealing with the the fear of what being in a fear-based environment has been for mm-hmm. the past year. And so I think that's that's one of the things now where the other part is the cumulative effect of this thing has not come to a head yet. And you're going to be influenced by the past year. Maybe, maybe so you look at what happens over the course of one year and... You deal with things every now and then, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, okay. And, and anybody that's been through any long drawn out fight knows that shit's tiring. Right, right. We've been in this thing for a full on year in some, in some parts of the world longer, some parts of the country longer. And you've just been in a year long fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah. The, the, well, the result the of thing that is most people who go through something like that, then there's like a very established, Oh, I need a recovery. I need time to whatever that follows it. And usually a one-to-one, but I just feel like nobody's talking about that. Nobody's saying, wow, we're going to need a year to like heal, to come to recover. It's just on to the next. And especially not to pick on this area, but in the Northeast, it's just move on and forget it. Like move on, just keep, keep pressing on. And one of the things we've talked about that we've experienced with people is this like paralysis. So like, what do you think that's about? Like people saying, I feel really stuck. I just can't, whether it's people gaining weight, people going to like, just not, I can't get moving. I just don't feel motivated. This, this like shutdown, like, what do you think that's about? And and how do you think it's going to like, okay, you're free. Now yeah. what? I think it's I think it's survival. And I think it's you you've you've been in a fight. You've been in a fight that you 
it's it's been an endless fight. After two, it was two weeks to flatten the curve. Mm-hmm. Then it was ah, we could you know we could hold our breath for a month. Then it was like, oh, we need to. And then it was like, Jesus Christ, this thing is never going to go away. Right. And so right now, feeling stuck, feeling like you don't have energy to do things, feeling like you lo- lost the interest. Right. It used to be can't wait for restaurants to go out. Now it's like I don't even care. Right. Right. And the apathy comes about, in my opinion, as a result of your energy stores being burned, mm-hmm. being spent. Look at nothing. This is no fault of the individual. But how did you build yourself up from an energy mm-hmm. standpoint over the past year? Was there any type of reload? Right. Okay. And not to make it about the military stuff, but like you just shot an entire magazine and you never, you never reloaded. You didn't reload when there was five rounds left. You just mm-hmm. emptied out the whole thing and you just did that. And then it's like, hey, I've got nothing left. Yeah. Right. You've, well, you've, and you've also, gone on a cross country trip and you filled your gas tank once or you didn't even fill it. You just hopped in mm-hmm. whatever was in the driveway and then started driving. And some people had a full tank. Some people had a quarter tank. Yeah. And now it's like, where are we at? And so I think that... When you look at, you have had to survive. There's been, and that's, that's simply pandemic. Mm-hmm. That's not socioeconomic yeah. clashes. Yeah, all the other that's things, not, the family, the... Yeah, all of yeah. that. So I think that that's what we're seeing now. And so if you were... But to, so what's, what's not funny, it's not funny at all, but like, I do think there was a a general feeling of like, I'll worry about it later, kind of one day at a time, which is what you're talking about, like surviving. Like when you're surviving, you're not planning ahead, being proactive. You're just like holding on for dear life. And I'm not judging people either. And we had this experience as well. They're very, I, in my observation, not a judgment, there wasn't this tremendous influx of people saying like let me I know I need to like refuel I need to do the work I need to meet this thing where it's at by by bolstering my own mental health it wasn't that nobody Mm -hmm. did anything in in fact there was less done so what makes us think now are people going to do anything that's the scary part so that's the part so now they're in a total hole and they never did it before And so, and then I think just like, you know, when people get overwhelmed with like, if they have a lot of weight to lose, Mm -hmm. of course, 20, 30, 40 pounds ago, man, it would have, I would have had 20, 30, 40 pounds or less to have to lose at this point. And now I'm in so much deeper, but you can still start. But my fear is that people are just going to be so overwhelmed Mm -hmm. that instead of going in towards, okay, let me take a step. Let me, let me start. It's just like, what's the fucking point? It's too much. Yeah. And that's obviously a major concern. Because there's, you know, one of our friends, there was a recent suicide, a young girl in a school. And it's like, okay, well, how do you explain that? The kids are having hope to go back to school. So by that right, it's like, well, why we're not in the depth of the pandemic? Well, right. I mean, but that's, that's ridiculous if we think that like, that's it. Like we're coming out of it. That should be less. Unfortunately, and it's really sad. And I don't want to say like we're predicting this, but like, would you think that this death toll might be going down? But do you think 
mental health is going to start declining more. Okay. So I was, so for my master's degree, I'm also interning Mm -hmm. and I'm interning in a college's mental health department, mental health and counseling. Right. And so I've been on various webinars and trainings and stuff like that. Right. Did I talk about this on the last episode? No. All right. So Mental Health of America has done seven and a half million screens, online screens, Mm -hmm. where people go to their website and they basically self-assess and they click in like where they're at. Uh, Seven and a half million from since 2014. Okay. All right. So they've been at it, what, seven years. So they do about a million, million and a half a year. It obviously the first few years wasn't as much, but either way. In 2020, they did two and a half million screens. So that's like nearly 10 times what they've been doing, Mm -hmm. according to their numbers. The numbers are staggering and are dangerous. And And this was in young people. This was across the board. Okay, but you had some statistics for the younger population too. Yeah. I want to say over 90% it's like 91% mm-hmm. of young people, 11 to 17. This is 11 and 17 year olds going to a website and entering into it like basically what they feel is wrong right, with them. Right. Over 90% of them, moderate to severe anxiety and depression and or depression. Yeah. Over half yeah, those it was 50%. screened, 11 to 17 suicidal ideations mm-hmm. that's that 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 amounted to over 155,000 mm-hmm. 11 to 17 year olds right yeah so that's you compare that to our death of 20% right. of it right. ish it's the number one reason why people were like hey this is what's, this is sort of what's bothering me and this is what's going on was isolation Loneliness. Mm. Well, it's just like we can't, that's not a human, you know, one of the guys was. It, it Coronavirus, was, by the way. So 70% said, I'm like isolated or alone. Coronavirus. The fear of the virus was. 25%. Yeah. yeah. Like, like it was the lowest no. of that which they collected data on. Well, so someone was making the point that all these, when you listen to the, the words associated with this past year, lockdown, isolation, all these things that they're you could easily put those on a list and it's describing like what it's like to be in prison. You know, like they're the same, (laughs) they're the same set of conditions. And, you know, we know people who have have friends who haven't left their house. So one of our friends hasn't, she knows someone that hasn't left her house in a year. And that's not, there's people that have, maybe that's an extreme, but people who have severely restricted any kind of contact and, you know, even the f- physical, I mean, my mom, you know, she hasn't hugged, really had a physical embrace from her family in a year. Yeah. And there's, there's an impact and not that some of that's avoidable. It, it may not have been, but the awareness of the impact it's going to have. That's what we're saying is opening our eyes to what's happening, how you're feeling, how you're thinking. And the challenge is, that we know that takes practice. <laughs> so it's not just today I decide, oh, I listen to this podcast. I do want to be aware of how I'm feeling, thinking. So now it's just a light switch. 
that takes work and people should absolutely start the work, but just being realistic about it's not just you decide and the next thing you know, you're just super in touch with, oh, wow, yeah, that's because of this and that and this is what I'm feeling. It's so, a practice. you know, when this is, so man's search for meaning is should be required reading for everybody. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's, 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 the, it's the first book we said in the Bet- Between the Years Fitness book club. Right. Read. If you haven't read it, read it. If you read it, read it again. It's that good, and it's quick. And the guy who wrote it, Dr. Victor, Victor Frankel, was a science, uh, psychologist or some sort of wizard in pre-Nazi Germany right. kind of era. He got rolled up and spent however many years in a in, in ver- a variety of um, concentration camps mm-hmm. to include Auschwitz, and it, it's and he writes about it, and it's like I get it, it's not exactly fun reading and all that, but it's real reading. Yeah. He tells the story of when they get liberated, how this dream comes true. This is what they've literally held on for dear life to occur. And then they walk out of the gates of Auschwitz or Dachau or whatever they were in. And it wasn't exactly this jubilee right, right. celebration. It was like there was anger. There was mm-hmm. there was a whole there was a whole gamut of emotions. Of and you and, and, and so thankfully I never obviously spent real experience in captivity one it wouldn't happen like that i mm-hmm. mean you'd be on youtube in a terrible yeah video but in seer the training the training which is that prisoner of war yeah. torture sort of situation everybody who's gone through that knows what i'm talking about at the end mm-hmm. and that's a moment i'll never forget that's a moment that I'll never experience again either. And while it was thankfully training. <laughs> the emotions were real. The emotions were real. Mm-hmm. The thoughts were real. The physical yeah, hardship yeah, right. was real. And there's a reason why they, there's a reason why they take your knives. There's mm-hmm. a reason why they send the cadre. Right. The people that were inflicting the torture away away first Mm -hmm. there's a reason why they give you a couple days before you go back to base to Mm -hmm. you know return to life to see your families there's also a reason why they give you a printout like you're in fifth grade to say okay take this home to mommy and daddy Mm -hmm. and show them like blah 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 like you can't do anything you can't drive from the psychologist yeah yeah, it was like look you just went through this thing expect a whole gamut of emotion or uh, of of things like don't buy a car Mm -hmm. Don't ex- like, right. don't make like, any decisions. Like, don't make any decisions. Don't expect to be like, you know, full of, full of love. Yeah. If you know what I mean. And because you just went through this. Okay. And that was a month. While that was maybe more physically intensive. Right. And targeted psychologically. Mm-hmm. When you also look at the past year. Of what was being the, what the environment that we have operated and lived in and tried to survive in, it reminds me of the sim- same thing. Yeah. And so, 
the game, you know, oh, it's we're on the up and up and we're returning and, and let's do this. And there's a new president and there's a, you know, multiple vaccines and we're returning this and that. It's like, that doesn't erase what the fuck just happened right? for the past year. And you, we all need to heal. And that means something different for everybody. But at a minimum, it starts with acknowledging the fact that you just got your shit stuffed in mm-hmm. for the past year. You just got destroyed. And it wasn't because you did it to yourself or whatever. Yeah. If you were alive during 2020, you were on the receiving end mm-hmm. of some some pretty hard blows. Yeah. And acknowledging that because that's acknowledging your very, yeah. the essence and, of being a human. And, and that is the thing. I mean, you can also be grateful and positive about these changes that are coming of course of course but while also having that awareness of what you've been through and um yeah so i don't know i mean i guess that's the i guess i've noticed and what's interesting is it's been more recently and i don't know if that's because of my awareness or peop my interactions or whatever but like people are just pissed off for like no reason or they're there they have such a short fuse i was pulling in here oh my god to, i had another um, one today too to the gym the other morning and it was at five forty in the morning and when i come down that early i do see these people walking around like on this main sidewalk yeah um and and i'm aware i wasn't doing anything i was driving so i but i see them coming and they weren't right about to step off into the driveway part they were a few f- feet to go, but I thought, I'll just slow down. I have no rush. I don't need to zip in there. Mm-hmm. So I slow down. I'm the only car. It's 540 in the morning. It's pitch black. And we had one of those interactions where, like, I stop. They kind of were, like, trying to have me go. But then we both kind of went at the same time, went to go. So I stopped again. I always feel like yield to the pedestrian. I was yeah. like, oh, no, no. And this guy was so pissed off, shaking his head at me. And I'm thinking, now, if I had, like, cut them off, yeah, of course, like, have that reaction. But I'm thinking, do you have no patience? Like, we had this little exchange, totally normal, and you're so mad. And but- and I've had that type of silly, and I get it, it's a silly interaction, that type of silly zero tolerance, I guess that's what I'll call it, no tolerance for, like, anything. And it's, like, it's so unnecessary. And so now you have that, and then you're... So what I see is this like continuing to to um, have stress. That's you, you don't need to have that. It's excess and just anger towards every other human. It's like what just happened. I agree, but not but I agree. And to add another nuance to it, when you are in a state of perpetual survival slash threat right Mm -hmm. if you're surviving because there's a threat every type of interaction you're you don't have the ability to gauge it it's just just like okay everything everything is a threat when everything is a threat your your more primitive self is going to Mm -hmm. respond in a way that tries to prioritize your chance of survival Mm -hmm. and while that might not be people running around zombie apocalypse style Mm -hmm. Being aware of how we respond, we don't respond actually. We react to yeah, things, yeah. and when we res- when we react, we need the reaction right. in a in a in a in a threat environment. Mm-hmm. 
because it's fast. Right, right. It's, it, it's, it's, it's fast. fast thinking. Yeah. So it's the fast thinking and it's prioritizing right. your survival. But now it's like, it's like the breathing. It's the same thing with breathing. We need breath, like panic breathing when you're literally panicking. But now we've gone to, and this is just humans in general, we've gone to this, like, that's how we breathe all the time because everything's a panic. And it's like, no, it's not. Um, yeah. I was going to, I had a thought and then I just lost it. But um, yeah, you know, I think that's the, uh, that's the piece that's the awareness. And, you know, when you, a couple weekends ago, I took like three days to really, I don't, I hate the word reset. I think that's sort of like a weird thing. Really to like regain some awareness. And, and I'll say like I have been doing the work. Um, but I do think I had to sort of stop and regain some awareness about like my own self-care, things I know I need to do. And that was really where I s- stopped some of the, you know, stopping the Instagram adding the podcast, doing walks, like, and it's hard. It is hard to some of the actions that accompany the self-care. But I did feel like I, after that, those three days or whatever, some of that, what we're talking about, that reactionary state, that threat state, like it did start to come down. And it was like amazing because it wasn't some, it wasn't even a weekend away. It was, I walked the dogs. Yeah. I did Jim's journaling and I'm not saying these are like fix-alls and everybody has their own and we talk about that, but something like just reestablishing those things to kind of like reconnect with myself, feel safe, feel like, okay, I don't have to be in this. How can I feel integrated and safe? Um, And what's scary about that is we've done a lot of work and I, I don't mean like this. I still needed that reminder. So people who are, this is foreign to them it might be a small step, but you got to take some kind of step. Well, I think the thing with that is, yes, your perhaps your threat state kind of came down a little bit. Right. But I would also maybe say, and, and, and who knows for sure, I would say that not only did your threat state go down, maybe, but I would actually say, what, what in my opinion, what happened, your energy went up. Mm-hmm. You refueled. Yeah. You recharge. I did the you, reload. You did the reload. And you 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 can look at that mm-hmm. and say, where's my energy? what brings me energy? What gives me energy? What where where what no, where like where do I use energy and where do I gain energy? Yeah, what gives yeah. me energy? Right. What depletes my energy. Right. And that's not to say what's good, what's bad. Yeah. That's it, no. it is fundamentally different. And good or bad, not a thing. For example, doing a hard workout depletes. But it it's still valuable. You. It can give you some. It'll it'll give you some yeah. energy for sure, but it'll deplete far yeah. more than it gives you. And that's because it has to. Right. Right. So that's where when we look at that, it, okay. So social media, yeah, that was a energy depletion. Mm-hmm. Now was it physical energy? No, mental and emotional, psychological. Yeah. Oh, you bet. Yeah. Um, you know, and so for example, for me, there's between years, there's school, mm-hmm. there's internship. Those are all full-time, pretty much full-time things. Those are all great. I have, I have the, I have blessings, not burdens mm-hmm. in those, 
but those are still an energy spend. Yeah, yeah. And so for ourselves, if we look at that and say, there's only so much you can do from a threat environment mm -hmm. as well. You can't control coronavirus. You can't control yeah. economic restrictions. You can't control any of that stuff. That threat arguably didn't go anywhere. You just had more energy yeah. to, 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 to deal with it. Or at a minimum, you stopped some bleeding. Yeah. And, and, and it wasn't, you know, like when we stop hemorrhaging mm -hmm. mental and emotional energy, we're, 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 we, we give ourselves a, a, yeah. a fighting chance. And that's where people are like, I'm stuck. It's like, okay, plug those holes, put those tourniquets on, stop hemorrhaging right. some that's mental first. and emotional energy. Yeah. That's first. Right. And, and could that be, oh, I'm, I, you know, I need to journal more. I need to work out more. I need to, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those yeah. are all possibilities. Mm -hmm. But first it's, let's do a, let's do an assessment. Let's mm -hmm. triage this thing. And we'll start with emotional. Yeah. We'll start, well, we'll start with mental and emotional. Yeah. We'll say that. Everything else, the tactics and the strategies. Well, yeah, and what I think most people do is they go to those tactics and strategies first, but they didn't really adjust the other, and then it just becomes doing more shit and, and doing it in a way that's just bleeding out energy. Yeah, so do that audit. I have a, that, and yeah. that was something that last month uh, or a couple of weeks ago at a club, you know, a private client do, and it was like, wow. And it yeah. was a big thing. And it's that's not a revolutionary thing. Anybody uh -huh. who's in who's done an accounting before knows it's a T account. Yeah. You know, what's cash. going out, what's coming what's in. Co where's it coming in, where's it going out? Yeah. Right. So you, you conduct that and be honest with yourself and take the time for it. And again, suspend the judgment of mm -hmm. well, this is in the gives me account because it's a good thing and I like it. Mm, right. Like look at that from a different perspective. And then we can. Then you, I think, can also in doing that. You and you, you. I think you connect to your intuition a little bit better, mm -hmm. and you you kind of catch yourselves where then you're like, oh, yeah, I know what the right answer is. Mm -hmm. You know, like right. like you don't have to read a book on the perils of social media, right? To right. know, right? You're not convincing yourself of that. So, you know, I think that's a that's 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 obviously a big thing. Yeah, um, I like that the audit. Well, short podcast today, just kind of update and yeah, little sort of pinning, putting a pin and flag and kind of what? putting a pin and a flag. No, I just mean like I don't know what I mean. Okay, we'll edit this out. We'll have the uh, sound engineer repurpose that clip for yeah the blooper reel. Um, so let us know how the audio was. Yeah, and we'll be excited to. Bring a guest next Bring a one. Guest. So if you're yeah. tired of hearing us, tune back in. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Bye.